This is a sermon given at St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. Visit our website at stdave.org. So the first Sunday of Lent is one of my favorites. Second only to the whole season of Advent, for which I wait all year with bated breath, there is the first Sunday of Lent. Now that might sound strange because really, who likes Lent? After all, this is the season in which we are asked to double down on self-examination and repentance, to center fasting and self-denial, to prayerfully acknowledge our dependence on God, even to consider our own mortality. So what exactly is there to like? about Lent? Lent doesn't sound very likable. Well, I guess it depends on your perspective. If we look at Lent as something imposed on us that's there to make us miserable and dull, that takes all the fun out of life and leaves us a bunch of sad sacks wallowing around in our misery, then you are correct. That Lent is no good. And this is the reputation that Lent gets, at least in some corners of the world, and if we're honest, at least in some corners of ourselves. But Lent is something entirely different from that dreadful, punitive, muck and morass caricature. It's an invitation to make a right beginning, to get a fresh start to have a clean slate, to see a new day. It's an opportunity to reset, restart, retrain, renew. It's a time to look with eyes open and heads up right into the face of God and say, make me clean, make me new, make me whole. Whatever is in the way of my connecting more completely with you, more fully with those around me, more deeply with myself, remove those things that I may be wholly yours, ready to do your work, open to spread your love. This is the Lent that we are invited to observe. And this Lent, well, this Lent is quite likable. But even the likable Lent asks something of us. We don't just wish our way into being deeply connected with God, others, and ourselves. We've got some work to do. We've got a journey to go on. We've got some wilderness to travel. Now, this wilderness will test our mettle. It will reveal our truest selves it will ask us to dig deeper than we might be comfortable with. But do not fear. The ones who have gone before us on this path have handed down some time-tested tips to help us navigate our journey. So let's explore those. Tip number one, know what to leave behind. Certain things will only weigh us down if we insist on dragging them with us into the wilderness. 
all the lovely little crutches that we use to make it through the day. You know the ones, the daily fancy coffees, the second or even third glass of wine, the obsessive scrolling on Twitter, the late night binging of Netflix, the sarcasm and snark, the gossip and resentments. None of those things will serve us in the wilderness. We also don't need bravado or pride or some kind of I'll show you how I conquer this wilderness. An open heart, a willing spirit, and a good bit of humility. Those things will take us much further than any ego stuff. Tip number two, pack the right things. Put some prayer in that backpack. It's versatile and won't take up much room, but it packs a powerful punch when you're up against a struggle. Really, any kind of prayer will work. Something as simple as, hello, God, or I need help, God, in addition to the longer litanies that the Book of Common Prayer offers. I personally commend the general thanksgiving that's found on page 836, one of my favorites. Then add into the bag some Bible reading. Any amount of any scripture will do. No one must tackle the book of Leviticus or try to make sense of Revelation. Pick something short or a gospel or even the book of Acts which is jam-packed with action-filled miracles. You will not have to binge-watch any show because that's got it all. If you're having trouble reading the Bible on your own, find someone to read it with. We offer several weekly groups here, or you can start your own if you want. Next, into the pack, add a commitment to help someone who's struggling. You could serve food at Arbor Terrace, help make laundry accessible at Laundry Love, read to a child at Norman Sims Elementary, help with the worship service at Trinity Center, sort donations at Next to New, or donate money to make those programs possible. Even a small amount will work since we know God can do miracles with the loaves and fishes that we offer up. And lastly... Pack your companions. Look around. There are plenty gathered here in this room. Hills are easier when you have someone to talk with. A pack is lighter when you have someone to help carry it. Distances are shorter. Heat is less stifling. Cold is less chilling. Dark is less frightening when you're not facing those elements alone. Tip number three. Look for evidence of those who've gone through the wilderness before you. The Israelites made a home there for 40 years. Jesus contended with the devil there for 40 days. And Christians of all kinds have embraced Lenten wilderness since, well, since Lenten wilderness was invented. You can bet they smoothed some rocky paths. You can trust they leveled some uneven roads. So walk where they walked, rest where they rested, drink water from the springs they enjoyed, and feel this communion of saints carrying you during your time in this 
place. Tip number four, this one's my favorite. Expect to experience a miracle. The journey through the wilderness is not going to be some joyless slog. No. It holds treasures and gifts and things that will blow your mind. So open your eyes to see the pillar of cloud leading you by day and the pillar of fire leading you by night. Taste the bread that will fall from the sky and the water that will rush from what looks like dry rocks. Receive the angels that are sent to attend to you. Listen for the thunder of God's presence. Behold the glory of the Lord that shines bright just for you. All these things and more await you in the wilderness. So step right up. God is waiting to welcome you to this wild and woolly place where a people are forged where strength is found, where pretense is stripped, where pride is crushed, where dullness is brightened, where complacency challenged, where habits are formed and old ways die. In the wilderness, we are changed. We go in resentful and we come out with gratitude. We go in with snark and we come out with grace. We go in with exhaustion and we come out with rest. We go in with anxiety, and we come out with hope. Now, those, sound, those things sound exciting on this first Sunday of Lent, right? But I bet by the time we get to the fourth or fifth Sunday, the newness of it will have worn off. And we're going to be tempted to resort to bringing out those old crutches instead of continuing the work that will get us what we truly want. Now, since this is my last Sunday among you, I won't be with you then to encourage you to keep going in the journey. But you have each other. Look around. Everybody look around. You will have each other. So encourage each other, lean on each other, check on each other, show up for each other. And y'all, keep doing those things long after this Lent is over. Make those practices the way that you exist together. This will go a long way to helping you proclaim the truth of the living God who loves, adores, and so deeply cherishes all of God's creation, and most certainly the amazing people of St. David's. It has been my indescribable privilege to live and move and have my being among you for all these years. When I walked in the front doors in May of 2008, less than a week after graduating from seminary, I had no idea who was waiting for me. This has been the place where I have learned how to be a minister. You have raised me. And I can't fully express my gratitude for the countless gifts you've given me. 
Thank you for being a place that I could know and be known, where I could love and be loved, where I could serve and be served, where I could hold and be held. And as we say goodbye, at least for now, may we do so with the full knowledge that we are all being held so closely and so tenderly in God's very gracious hands. And we will certainly someday meet again. You can find more lectures and sermons on iTunes by searching for St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas, or visit our website at stdave.org and click on the podcast button.